I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, news, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with some news. This week, several city commissions and councils held their final budget tax rate hearings. Uh, last week, now, Daytona Beach City Commission adopted a $138 million general fund budget and a 5.43 millage rate. It includes $23 million for designated capital projects, including flood mitigation, affordable housing, East International Speedway Boulevard upgrade, Jackie Robinson Ballpark upgrades, and a South Ridgewood Fire Station to replace the current station at Orange and Beach Street. Meanwhile, the County Council approved a $1.3 billion overall budget, including a 4.84 millage rate, which is a combination of the general fund at $289 million a 3.39 mills combined with the Sheriff's Public Safety $130 million budget, which means 1.45 mills. So you combine the both, you come up with 4.84 mills. Different accounting procedure this fiscal year. And the school board earlier approved a $1.4 billion total budget which means a 5.40 millage rate, 9% higher than the rollback rate, but note that the school district's budget is pretty much determined in Tallahassee. Now, the new fiscal year begins October the 1st, and for more budget news, see my Volusia budget and tax rate chart, which will be included in next week's Volusia Matters Newsletter. Next item, FDOT will host a tentative five-year work program on Tuesday, October 17, 3.30 to 5 p.m. at District 5 FDOT office in Deland. That's on Woodland Boulevard. It'll focus on FDOT's 2024 to 2029 work program. And the program will forecast where and when funds are needed for improvements to roadways, transit, aviation, seaports, spaceports, and other means of transportation. So, more news to come. And I planned on attending this myself. Next, FDOT will also host a public meeting on Wednesday, October the 11th, 5.30 p.m. at the News Journal Center on North Beach Street, and it'll focus on LPGA Boulevard improvements from US 92 to Williamson Boulevard. And the purpose is to accommodate existing and future travel demand and to improve safety on LPGA Boulevard and the I-95 interchange. Next item. City of Daytona Beach was awarded a $500,000 HUD grant 
to assist in its midtown area. City of Daytona Beach was one of 14 communities nationwide to receive this grant, which will revitalize Palmetto Park, Caroline Village, and Walnut Oak properties, as well as the surrounding Midtown neighborhood. Next, on a somewhat sad but congratulatory note, New Smyrna Beach City Manager Khalid Rashtet announced that he will be retiring next year after serving 34 years. He's done an excellent job in running the city's administrative details and was a good ambassador. He was a great participant in countywide type activities. And last night, New Smyrna Beach City Commission, they elected to uh, start the process to select a new city manager. Next item, candidate update for November 7, 2023 election, Lake Helen Mayor, Vernon Burton, Kelly Fresca. Now for next year's 2024 elections, candidates include for sheriff, current sheriff, Mike Chitwood, supervisor of elections, Lisa Lewis, Republican, incumbent, tax collector, Will Roberts, Republican, incumbent, county chair, Jeff Brower, incumbent, running also Don Burnett and Randy Dye. Now, County Council District 2, Matt Reinhardt, incumbent. For School Board District 2, Krista Goodrich and Angela Kopnicki. And then for School Board District 4, Donna Brosmer and Carl Persis, incumbent. For Deltona City Commission, District 2, Elizabeth Chavez, Deltona City Commission, District 6, Dominic Lully, Edgewater City Commission, District 4, Gary Thomas Conroy, New Smyrna Beach Mayor, Fred Cleveland, incumbent. For Orange City Mayor, Kelly Marks and William Robert O'Connor, Ormond Beach Mayor, Jason Leslie, Susan Persis. For Ormond Beach Commission, Zone 3, Barbara Bonarigo and Kristen Deaton. Next, this past week, Brightline began service between Miami and Orlando. Now, there will be 16 daily round trips with hourly departures. Other stops along the route will include West Palm Beach, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, and Adventura. Now, Brightline is eventually planning to have a station in Tampa. But what does this have to do with Volusia County? Well, long-term plans for Brightline have included a Jacksonville stop, and hopefully that route will be along I-95. Now, several years ago, a local committee was formed to generate interest to make Daytona Beach a stop along such a route. Now, several of the members of that committee now want to reorganize and make plans for locating and to lobby Brightline for a Daytona Beach station. 
It's never too soon to start. Next item, talks continue in Congress as the federal government could shut down after this Saturday, September the 30th. But Republicans close to budget negotiations hope it will last no more than a week. Yeah, we'll see. Now, as for negotiations, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has tapped Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, Republican, to carry a budget deal to a vote. Now, Congressman Donalds has stated there's growing support for a continuing resolution that would keep the government open for another 30 days in addition to securing the southern border and cutting government spending by 8%. At the same time, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is also seeking a 45-day spending bill to fund the government beyond this Saturday, but the Freedom Caucus, Freedom Caucus Republicans, are insisting on a full-year spending bill with big cuts. A few weeks ago, you heard me mention the credit rating firm Fitch, where they downgraded U.S. government bonds, but with all the hubbub about the federal government shutdown, another rating firm, Moody's, is now considering a credit downgrade for U.S. bonds. And Moody's is the latest of the big three credit rating firms that still give it gives U.S. bonds a triple A rating. We'll see. Oh, and then thank goodness that the Federal Reserve didn't increase interest rates last week. Stay tuned. Now moving on to state news, about 300,000 citizens' property insurance policyholders have been informed that a private company wants to assume their account. Now, the deadlines for these policyholders to respond one way or another, is October the 10th. And Citizens is telling these new customers that there is no opt-out clause existing with these new policies, having a premium of no more than 20% greater than the Citizens premium. Now, for several years now, Citizens Property Insurance has sought to shift a number of its policies to private sector insurers. Let's see what happens. Next, uh, Daytona Beach CVB wants to remind you that Biketoberfest next month will be October the 19th through the 22nd. There'll be live music, motorcycle racing, Daytona International Speedway, scenic rides along A1A and Main Street, as well as other areas, and uh, motorcycle shows, custom bike expos, and more. For more information, click biketoberfest.org. Next item, our friends at First Step Shelter in Daytona Beach wanted me to point out that since opening in December 2019, there have been over 1,000 people that have been sheltered and 528 people have been housed, 288 have found employment, and 3,200, over 3,200 have stayed in the Roseanne Tornator safe zone. Now, the average length of stays has been about 50 days, 
and over 200,000 meals have been served at this time. And I want to commend our friend Victoria Fallberg and her staff for doing a superb job. And don't forget that this Saturday, September the 30th, Florida's minimum wage will increase from the current $11 to $12 an hour. And as for tipped wage employees, it goes from $7.98 to $8.98 an hour. Now this is based on Constitutional Amendment Number 2, approved in November 2020, to increase the state's minimum wage by $1 each September until it's $15 an hour in 2026. Now, next item. With so many issues, some of which I just mentioned, affecting our national and local economy, I wanted to bring on an economist, Tony Hunt. Now, the organization with which she works is The American Way, and they specialize in economic development, redevelopment, analytical measurements, uh, municipality engagement, and strategic planning process, amongst other things. But most important is that Tony lives and works in Volusia, thus making her Volusia's economist. And she's got a special talent of taking uh, technical economic issues and explaining them in a way that even I, an old-fashioned guy, can understand. Now here's our interview. Okay, we got a number of things going on, Volusia County-wise though, but also at the state and congressional level as it deals with the economy, economics and such. And so today we have a special guest, Volusia's economist, Tony Hunt with the American Way. So glad to have you with us, Tony. Wow, glad to be here. And what an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, like I said, I mean, just I sure appreciate your participation, though. And I've seen you at a number of activities around the county and all. I mean, so I know that you're very, very much involved, you know, by you attending these meetings and such, though. But let's start off here. Um, Okay, this past week. Tuesday and Wednesday, September the 19th and 20th, the Federal Reserve Board met but did not increase interest rates. Thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are the current interest rates? You know anything? What are the current interest rates? And can you share anything about, you know, what they were? I mean, I forgot what they when they started, I guess, what, eight or nine months ago when they started increasing the interest rates? Where were they then and now? If you can share with us something about that. Yes. Well, um, the Federal Reserve Board definitely um, threw us a bone here, right, by not increasing them. Right now, the interest rates are about uh, five and a quarter to five and a half percent. However, if we go back a year ago, right, so this time last year in September, the interest rates were around 3% to three and a quarter. So that's a 2% um, increase in just a year. However, even though it's at a pause for right now, so we appreciate that, um, I would say possibly around November, 
it's possible that we'll get another increase in a hike. And so what does that mean for Volusia's local economy? Well, it means that borrowing money is going to cost more and it's going to be harder to qualify for those loans. So that is definitely something to consider, as well as the possible increase in November. You know, that's around holiday time um, when a lot of spending is going on, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So just something to consider as we're looking into borrowing and how much that's going to cost in the bottom line. So you say that uh, there will be an increase in cost of borrowing and to qualify for loans and such. So it uh, sounds like that's also going to have an impact perhaps on the Volusia real estate market. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. You know, the the, the biggest uh, loan that most individuals undertake is buying a home. So absolutely, um, it's you're going to get less house for more money. <laughs> But, you know, it's a long game. You know, uh, America is really good about resiliency. So um, it'll fix itself and it'll work out in the end. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's move up to Washington. Congress, they have to address spending uh, by way of a continuing resolution to keep the government in operation uh, or a government shutdown. And they have to do that by uh, coming Saturday, September the 30th, or like I said, face a government shutdown. Now at the same time, you're hearing from some uh, conservative house Republicans like the Freedom Caucus. And they've always said, you know, I mean, they want deeper spending cuts. And they're pressuring House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for deeper spending cuts. So you got some drama added there, though. Uh, Any thoughts that you have on this topic? Well, I will agree with McCarthy that this is going to be the longest week in his life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) However, you know, I get it on both sides, right? Um, we, We have to get to a budget that we all agree on. And you know, a shutdown, nobody's going to win that. Does that make sense? Yeah. However, um, again, going back to the American way, the American resiliency, I hope that both sides will see doing what's best for the American people um, is, is that should be the framework for moving forward. And since you mentioned um, the Freedom Fund Caucus, you know, They've extended, you know, an arm of benevolence. They've said, hey, we're willing to give some concessions if you all are willing to um, give us some concessions too and work on the verbiage um, as it relates to, um, you know, border security um, and reductions in social program funding. So I think you know, they're the arguments. I can see it on both sides. Ultimately, we're going to have to do what's advantageous for the people uh, to avoid a shutdown. And, you know, McCarthy, he also spoke about, um, you know, rearranging some things and presenting something different um, so that, you know, the other side can consider 
or reconsider their stance. But as you know it, you know, he has to have the four Republicans on his side. So, you know, losing two more could really um, put a monkey wrench in his plan. It's going to be a close vote. Definitely, I think, a close vote coming up, though. But uh, And somewhat related to the same topic, though, is that I want to say back in July, Fitch. Fitch mm. is one of uh, three major credit rating firms, along with Moody's and S&P Global Ratings. Mm. Now, back in 2011, uh, what was that, 12 years ago, S&P downgraded U.S. credit rating because uh, they had a, a debt limit standoff back then. And that was the first time the United States, U.S., was removed from a list of risk-free borrowers, risk-free borrowers. So they Fitch just downgraded for the second time in U.S. history uh, U.S. bonds from AAA to AA+. Triple A to double A plus. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think that it shows some room for improvement, right? Um, but at the end of the day, the triple A to an A plus, while it was a huge hit to the U.S. Um, economic ego, uh, if I can put that together. However, it's still an A, right? So it would be the difference of saying, you know, I have an A minus versus an A versus an A plus, right? It's still an A at the end of the day. You know, we're we're not down in the B and C rating, you know, where it would be considered junk bonds, right? Um, which means, you know, there's a high um, probability of default on paying interest rates or repaying principal to investors. So we're, we're nowhere near that. However, it is, um, it's a little concerning. We do need to watch it. And again, just look at those areas of improvement. Um, I know some of the experts are saying that um, the credit rating change may have more to do with the political up upheaval that we're dealing with right now versus solvency um you know the political stance has a lot to do with that because it's really dealing with more of that corporate and government um ability to repay um on those bonds so i think in that same vein looking at it that way it's definitely something to watch for but you know, again, I think it's really speaking more to the political um, situation versus our ability to pay back. Okay, okay. Well, listen, uh, I sure appreciate. It. I mean, yeah, you're working with me on these questions here now, though. And and let me add any closing thoughts that you can share with us. Well. First of all, I am so glad uh, to be here with you on the program, but I want everybody to know that our America is still the top and largest world economic trailblazer. Um, based on GDP, we're at $26.85 trillion, um, so we're doing okay. Like I said, there's room for improvement, but America 
is the leader in looking at areas um, that need some enhancing. And I think America is willing to uh, invest in those areas, work out those areas, because it's something that stands us apart. Um, America is truly the home of the free and of the brave. And that's because of our collective heart posture towards sustaining the American dream, which is the American way. Okay, okay. Well, Tony, we're gonna have to do this again. So I will be back in touch with you uh, for another discussion on some of these similar topics. I know some of them are Washington-based or so, but let's face it, a lot of these things, I mean, that deal with Washington National, though, they do come back and they do affect us here in Volusia County. So thank you for being with us today. Oh, it was my pleasure. And to finish up, wanted to announce again that the U.S. debt is over $33 trillion dollars and that still equals out to over $250,000 per taxpayer in the U.S. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is being emailed next week. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And in closing, I want to congratulate my good buddy, Claire Metz, on her retirement with Channel 2. Her career as a journalist not only informed us, but also consoled us locals during difficult times. And I mean like the eh, numerous hurricanes, as well as those fires of 1998. And she played a crucial role in fostering positive relationships between the news media and numerous entities throughout Volusia County. Claire, I wish you well in your transition into your next chapter of life, and I hope you find time to relax. This is Jim Cameron saying God bless and roll tide.